GothicMedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 7 of SpecFicMedia.com presents Consumption. Uh, in our intro we say our, our normal host, Miss Christiana Ellis. She is under the weather today. But we have a great hostess filling in this evening, Miss Nutty. How are you? As I forgot, I muted you. <laughs> How about now? Dun dun dun. PG. I'm Stop doing muting me. Shame. Shame on you for muting. Try, try again. Yeah, people have to unmute themselves. Yeah, unmute yourself there, Nutty. Sorry. Thank you. That's what I kept doing. And you kept muting me again. <laughs> Damn you, Holyfield. Nice. I was doing Sorry, great. But... Now I'm doing crappy. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it around. Turn it around, girl. Yeah, I was trying to do a professional opening, you know, where everybody's quiet and our music's playing, and it just didn't happen. But... <laughs> <laughs> he tries. That can't happen if I'm here. What are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a few weeks since we've spoken to you, since our end of end of the season btw show i hope you have been doing well and uh, yeah i've been i've been doing well um awesome. very busy lately to to work and that is sapping up most of my geek time unfortunately dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. but what are you going to do when they want to pay you right yeah that's, amen uh, there's worse problems mm-hmm. <laughs> are you doing this evening i'm great awesome and Viv, how are you? I'm doing great, PG. Yay. Yay! Always good to hear that. And I am doing well as well. Yay! Um, did want to make a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, this Sunday we have a special episode. Um, I, I think I've decided that I'm going to do um, uh some more of this uh, top 10 shows where we get on and discuss different things and decide a top 10. This Sunday we're going to do our first one, and it's going to be uh, Christiana and myself and Justin McCumber as a special guest host, and we'll be deciding the top, or specficmedia.com's top 10 video games of this generation, so PC mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox 360 and PS3, and we'll have some fun with that. Um, also, and if I can get this little screen share thing to work, I mentioned this last time, but uh, I wanted to wanted to do it again. Um, on October 3rd, we will release our first episode of a new podcast YouTube show called SpecFitMedia.com presents Tin Tin Forever. I'm doing this, I'm doing this with uh, Valerie Durham, uh, James Durham's uh, lovely wife, and we will. Uh, it'll be a monthly podcast where we will talk about uh, a book. Our first episode, which will be released on the third, is more of an introduction podcast. We're just talking about um, our love of Tintin, a little bit about the history of the comic book, and then uh, after that. Um, Every month we'll do a um, a comic album or graphic novel, as it would be called today. They uh, or Hergé, who was the artist, created 
uh, released um, 23 during his life of these, um, and we'll so it'll it'll be a two two year thing that we'll be doing if if it uh, is we find if if we find it something to to worth doing and to keep doing. And uh, we recorded. It'll be a little bit different. Uh, we recorded last night, actually, um, our introduction, our introductory episode. Uh, you know, basically, we used Google Hangout to record it, but really just so that we could communicate because we both had HD cameras on us, and we were, you know, looking into those cameras. We really weren't looking into the webcam. So if somebody stopped by YouTube and happened by the channel they would see us not looking at the webcam at all and looking at our you know cameras that were actually filming us and uh, uh, do a little video production with that so we can put in you know uh, media from the uh, from the comic book and different things so um, should be a lot of fun and uh, again October 3rd Thursday October 3rd will be the release of what I'm calling episode zero for that for introductory uh, episode really just so that very um, cool yeah and what else is going on um tv shows um got the big one was last night so marvel marvel's agents of shield did anybody else watch that we did uh, certainly yes we did very good i knew that nutty is is deprived of tv where she lives well it's not it's not where i live per se it was a choice that we made when we moved um it was to cut the cord and yeah. i just haven't had a chance to watch agents of shield i can watch most shows that are on networks i just have to discover where they are and i can stream them um, but I just have been so swamped and I'm so picky about things now. And I kind of curse you all for having seen shield already. <laughs> I, I, I promise it'll be just as awesome when you finally get to see it. Yes. I bit the bullet and got Hulu a couple of days ago <laughs> for the express purpose of being able to watch sleepy hollow and, uh, agents of shield. Um, yeah. Cause don't plan on getting the internet back, or excuse me, cable back anytime soon. <laughs> the interwebs. Yes. He's uh, confusing it's nice not having technical. It. I bet that we're not going to be able to cut that cord anytime soon. She <laughs> says no. 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 From my dead body. <laughs> Praying for my cold dead hands. Dead hands. <laughs> so, Chooch, what do you think of Marvel's Agents of Shield? I really liked it. It was brilliant. It was funny, had great acting, had great visual effects, and it laid a lot of breadcrumbs for to kind of set up the season. Several seasons. I mean, just in that one episode, they covered so much ground. Yep. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Ron Glass appear uh, in a show again. <laughs> Even though it was briefly, I'm sure he'll have a little bit of a Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, being a, a doctor of some sort in the show, yeah, they did lay a lot of breadcrumbs. Had a lot of you know references to things, and I'm sure the comic book fans out there caught a lot more of them than I did. Um, but um, you know, they did not fully explain how Coulson is alive. 
Um, you know, he has his version of it, but then they have the little. Okay, we got to be careful if we're going to go into spoiler territory. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to get in trouble. So. Save that for the end. <laughs> yeah, we can do a little spoiler uh, chat at the yeah. end after the Because there's a so. whole thing that I, I'm not even bringing up right now. Yeah, I've got a bunch Saving of, it got a bunch of highlights, little scenes and stuff. One thing for me, I never really understood the, I guess, allure of Coles, Agent Coulson from Iron Man to Avengers. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's something from the comics. People see something I don't. I don't dislike him or anything, but he's he's just a guy. He had some funny lines. Yeah. Um, I, I, really I always thought that it. he was just kind of blah mm-hmm. until the Avengers movie. I like still... I feel like his whole personality wasn't there until the Avengers movie, and then mm. you know you were made to care about him. Well, yeah, yeah but, but I mean that's kind of it's it's very I I don't know myopic singular. I mean it's like mm-hmm. there's nothing there, and so all of a sudden you get 20 minutes of things that show you why he's so awesome, so you care when he dies, and oh, then he you was find totally out. Fridged. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like. Yeah. It would have been so much richer if they had developed that. So, and I don't know from from the comic books. So, I'm sorry, graphic novels or whatever. But, um, you know, this would be a question for Jared Axelrod, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, like I said, I never disliked him. And but yeah. saying that, given this new show and what happened in the Avengers, I'm very curious to see how his new life plays out and develops. You know. Yeah. And now yeah, he's essentially yeah. taking Nick Fury's role. He's, you know, for the, all intents and purposes of the show, he's the ops director and, you know, he's the man in charge. So, right. So I'm interested to see well, how it goes. What I always got, you know, besides being the through line through all the movies, but just the fact that he would, you know, he's human, doesn't have special powers. He's always calm around these, you know, as he refers to them, giants. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of, you know, not playing every man, but just sort of, you know, our, our window into that world sometimes. And, and, um, I, I just, I like the, I've always liked the character and the, the right sense of humor and stuff. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, the definitely, definitely, uh, um, works. After we saw the commercials for it, I was worried that he was going to be too Tony Stark because, you know, he had, like I said, one of them is that he, it looks like he's going to finally have some cool lines or something like that. And I, then I was, then I was worried they were going to go too far with it and make it something not believable, but he was so humble and, you know, self-effacing and all that stuff throughout the whole thing, kind of like his nudge to us that, yeah, isn't this cool? These guys, they're like gods and superheroes. Look at this. It's so cool. You know, it was just like this kind of nod to us. I felt like, so um, I think they did a really good job. Now I care about him. (laughs) Now he's interesting. And that's really only been since the show started, you know, that one hour did so much more than however many hours across all of those movies Mm -hmm. is very compelling. I'm really curious to see if they can keep the quality up. Um, you know, this was created that. and written by Joss, his brother Jed, and mm-hmm. uh, is her name Maureen? I think I have that right. Um, Not sure. Marissa. who are So they're the three who wrote Dr. Horrible. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and uh, Jed married Marissa. So they wrote the pilot. They created the show. And Joss directed the pilot. As far as I know, this is the only episode that Joss is directing. 
And it looks like Marissa and Jed wrote the second episode with another guy. I didn't recognize his name. So, you know, Joss isn't going to be involved in everything. They're all executive producers. Stan Lee's an executive producer. So I, I'm sure it's it's going to continue to be great. But I'm just curious to see the bar that they set for the pilot and how yeah. well they can keep that going with, you know, key players coming in and out. So, Nutty, the thing I think one of the things that Chooch is talking about, since you haven't gotten to see it yet, is it's very eye candy heavy. There's a lot of tech there. I mean, it's in my opinion, that's to me what what my biggest concern is when you're talking about that, Chooch. Is that mainly what you mean? Is the the technology more other the than plots the plots and the dialogue? Mm-hmm. You know, Joss is really known for his dialogue, and he's not yeah. going to be writing all the episodes, and so. Yeah. I'm I'm not having seen the pilot. I can say that I have full faith in uh, Jed and Mo. I mean, I've seen stuff that they've worked on in the past, and mm. and I'm not talking about just Doctor Horrible. Um, generally, everything that they do comes out a really good, and I've been pleasantly surprised. Uh, when I first read that this was going to be the style, I was actually really excited because it meant that they were going to be able to work together and they work together fantastically. Like, I think that they bring out the best creativity in each other. Well, they've got enough stock footage probably of the big plane. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> they introduce <laughs> that, you know, uh, but yeah, effects the, wise, I expect the pilot to be more grandiose yeah. than the rest. So, you know, they just can't maintain that budget, most likely. <laughs> I hope that the first thing that they take out, though, is like ninety-five percent of the goddamn lens flares. Again, with the lens flares, Chooch, did you even notice <laughs> the before I pointed HQ, it out? I, yeah, but oh my god, it's like stabbing right in into the my moment brain you said it. It was like every time. Goddamn lens flares! It's insane. They really. It was yeah. at at one point once once I pointed it out to Chooch. Then he started laughing because it was it was a lot. At Shield HQ, he, he went to full Abrams mm-hmm. <laughs> to show how techy and shiny it is. I guess. So Shield yeah. HQ is in, inside an Apple store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On the deck of the Enterprise, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they had a great great uh, balance of humor and uh, action and serious dialogue and that sort of thing as most of uh, Joss Whedon's productions have. And um, yeah, I think that, that, that they'll definitely carry on. And then they, I mean, they set up the whole, you know, building of the team, um, you know, with these disparate characters. And, and I think they're only going to, you know, they're going to just like whatever Firefly or what have you, they're going to build that family unit and, dysfunctional i'm sure in in ways but um you know and there's enough secrets between some of these characters that uh yeah, they'll be able to keep that going at least at least for a good season so we'll see and that was a good carry through from the avengers movie because those heroes were a misfit and it took you know mm-hmm. colton's events to galvanize them together and So that was a number one uh, pilot. Um, I also saw well, there's two episodes now of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, did you get to see that at all? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Okay, cool. He uh, he didn't want to, but he 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 decided to watch it when he when I kind of whined about not having <laughs> seen the pilot yet. <laughs> so what did you think, Chooch? I ended up really liking it. <laughs> oh. I was like, um, I'm, it's. I'm gonna, say nice things. I was like, Oh God, choose might hate it. 
No, it, I mean, it's not, you know, the best show ever. It's, it's got some things I'm particularly worried about. I found it very intriguing. The acting was good. Mm. Um, there's some, you know, convenient ignoring of police procedure and stuff and other things for plot, sake of plot. And we've um, all seen CSI and all those shows. We, we know. We know they're glossing yeah, things over. Yeah, and yeah, so that's it's not forgivable. Too, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, visuals were good. The um, he's the main character. He's got a little bit of Sherlock going on. He's because some things he just immediately connects the dots, mm-hmm. and you don't expect that kind of you know intellect or whatever. And he's, but then there's certain things where he's. Hmm? He's dreamy. He is too. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely dreamy. That's yeah. it's a very, very dreamy cast overall. And there's certain places where he was just, you know, very obtuse, especially in the second episode. That's clearly just for plots. That kind of bugged me. the The one thing I'm a little worried that in the two episodes they showed a very clear pattern. He has a vision of his ex wife who lays out the next monster of the week, and then they defeat the monster of the week and. I mean, if they continue that, I'll check out right away because that's just too formulaic. Right. I have, uh, if I may. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, honey. Uh, I haven't seen this, but I can tell you that it is testing very big on Tumblr. Is it? Tumblr loves Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, for every Sherlock and Supernatural gift set, you will see a Sleepy Hollow gift set. It's, well, I'm very happy with it. I know that this this little goth girl, this former, you know, you know, goth girl, black jet hair, everything like that. I there's no way that I was going to miss this because the the filming style, the art style, all of it was just it just made my little black heart go pitter pat, you know, <laughs> and it totally delivered on the visuals. I, it's really uh, really beautifully done. Um, and another and my God, and you know, you said dreamy cast, and for the first time in my life, I thought of Clancy Brown. He actually <laughs> is kind of hot in and in, in this role, you know, and I somebody. On Facebook said, "Oh, great way to lure me in when he's di- he's killed off in the first episode." But I like the way that you know, and you know, you will see him again. You know, there's supernatural stuff going on, and so it's cool that he's there. And it's kind of like, mm, and he's looking good too. But the you know the cast is good. I'm another thing that I'm worried about in addition to what Chooch mentioned is this almost like um, the Phil Hartman sketch sketches that used to be on Siren Night Live, the the um the caveman that's thought out and he he's in a courtroom, he's the caveman lawyer and every once in a while, you know, he's arguing this case and blah 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 and he's a caveman. But every once in a while go, but what is this? I'm confused by your technology. You know, and so like it's See, both episodes of had and I'm confused and scared exactly. by your ways. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was half I- expecting that and what PG? I was just gonna say, uh, you know, they've played that for laughs more than anything. I but, hope so. But when when he sh- shoots the gun once and then throws the gun <laughs> throws down, down. I, I just I, I loved it. I was just like, that's so awesome. <laughs> but you know, I didn't catch it as such, which is interesting because I remember seeing it in the trailer. But I thought it more as he saw what happened when he shot it, and so it didn't matter that he had it. So fuck that and mm. tossed it. So it wasn't until she brought it up that I caught that. Although we could be getting into spoiler territory. Just saying. Well, you, you you throw it out there as you know Clancy Brown dies in the first episode. So no, that's can... all over. I mean, I saw that <laughs> a week before I saw the episode. So hush now. I didn't release that one. 
I just yes. guess I've boosted the signal. <laughs> Plus, you know, it's the second episode's already been out, so you know yeah. we can talk about anything in the first episode. Oh, that's right, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody so would get how, upset. So how close to the um, the story does it follow? I mean, the Disney cartoon like... is the only one I remember to compare yeah, it to. Not at all. Oh. Um, which is okay. fine. I um, I saw some some uh, some stuff on the internet. Facebook and people are complaining. Why is this even Sleepy Hollow? Well, because well, his I mean, name's this... Ichabod Crane, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so I mean, it. The whole backstory is that, uh, you know, there's a secret war that was going on during the Revolutionary War, and uh, um, Ichabod Crane was brought in by George Washington to, to help uh, find this horseman who was causing all this trouble, and the horse, the, the, Horseman represents death of the four horsemen in the apocalypse. Um, so it's it's goes from there, um, and then it's present day because he is back. So wow! Uh, so like original story and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't mind that. I think you <laughs> know okay. there's there's not a whole lot. I mean, come on, it's a fable. I'm sure there's there's some story that I've missed that's amazing, and I'm losing Goth Girl credits or whatever but um there wasn't a lot to it. it you know what i mean it was just like i like i i only remember the disney cartoon but does if anybody is there another one that anybody remembers other than that one there's the great johnny depp movie you know i never saw that i like that how did that happen I how did i, I like miss that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it's worth um it's worth watching just once. There's a lot of problems with it, but I remember uh, reading the the story by Washington Irving, you know, growing up and so forth. So is that the one movie he did with Helena Bottom? No, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> without her. Actually, actually yeah. the one he did with Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah oh, I know. That's She's right. Like, that's right. She, and that's what surprises. Yeah. It must have been like during a. I don't know what year it came out. It must have been during a lull in my movie going because that's like four elements. That's I would only need two of those and it's got like four or five. <laughs> oh, actually six. Now if I think about it, I should have seen it by now. It makes no sense. I don't know. It was like mid to late nineties. Uh, maybe you were busy. Uh, yeah. Pooping out kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I too really have enjoyed the first two episodes of the show and, uh, looking forward to continuing that. I was, Wondering how it might drop off, uh, you know, just like uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Joss Whedon directing it. The first episode was directed by Len Wiseman, uh, who did the Underworld movies and other things. Mm. Um, and he's one of the producers as well. And um, But then it's moved on to a different director. And I thought the second episode was was as good, you know, again... With these I types like the of shows, second one better. Building, building, building the mythology, so there's a lot of exposition and things going on. But uh, you know, they've got a good balance of again, some a little bit of humor playing off the the fish out of water of the guy being out of you know displaced in time, and then um, you know the relationship between the two main characters, the, the lieutenant as he calls her, lieutenant, the, um, the sexiest the lieutenant ever said. <laughs> 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 and she's sexy as well. So she is. We were talking about that. They really are all very yeah. hot. <laughs> I was worried that the accent and the terminology was going to get to me, but I thought it—it it sounds, it comes off really natural, and it, it ended up not bothering well, me. 
Yeah, and I think it's a good way to remind us that he is different. He's not of modern day and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's 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 a way to keep that in the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. And they actually made a um, argument about uh, attacks on dairy products and donuts. Work. So, um, so they ten percent. Oh, oh my God! I was going to say, is it a spoiler to talk of? No, because I saw it on a commercial 100%. his rant about how much their food was from a drive-through four dollars and ninety-five. <laughs> this is outrageous! Forty-one 10%. cents in tax? That is obscene! It was pretty fucking cute. I gotta say. So yes, they did that one. Uh, really well. I can't remember the line cuts. now. They did have one of the one of those cheesy moments. Uh gosh, um, where. It was right before they went to a commercial, and he had the speech of, of you know, you, you don't believe this, or you don't believe me. You think you might be, you know, you, you'd be considered insane if you, you know, believe what we're doing. And he made, you know, the look into the camera statement about evil coming to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and then it went to commercial. I was just like, oh, God. Yes. But then I thought about it. I was like, he, he actually made that work, too. So, yeah. You know, yeah. the show has a good shot. Of it wasn't quite some kind form. of hot tub time machine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you needed your distortion pedal for that oh, one, yeah. truly. Oh, Lord. Don't remind him to play so, with that thing, please. <laughs> have, have any of you guys seen that movie? I think it's called Kate and Leopold with Hugh Jackman. No. Yes. yes. It's been a while. Yeah, I think I saw it. When I first heard about this new TV show, that's the first thing I thought of. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, it's a whole Kate and Leopold thing. So is there any, like, tie to that? Like, does it feel the same or? Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen that. Um... I mean, they're definitely not. uh, I don't think there's going to be any romance between the two main characters. He's he's Mm -hmm. his his. As as I think Chooch or Viv mentioned, I can't remember. They've already they brought his or yes, they brought mm-hmm. his wife into his wife who died back when he died. He's having visions about her, and it's obvious that he's you know still in love with her and all of that. So from a romantic standpoint, I don't think that there, it would. Have There's any, no play there. Some of some of the same type of humor though, and things that were in that movie because of Hugh Jackman's character being. What was the name of it? Kate, Kate and Leopold. Leopold. The Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman yeah. pulled through a time hole or something whatever. to do with a bridge. I don't know. Yes. Um. Uh, well, if if they are going to ignore the idea of romance between the two main characters, I am going to give a woohoo to that because that's almost like impossible, especially on the CW. Isn't this a CW show? It's it's Fox. Fox. We use the DVR, oh, so there are no <laughs> stations. Yeah, they'd be 16 if it was on the CW. Yeah, That's true, you're right. <laughs> oh, and it's probably coming next so season often. if this is successful. So often every show has to have like a romance between the main characters, so yeah. it would be neat if they could skip that. Yeah, yes. maybe. I maybe could see it happen. I mean, if it lasts two or three years, maybe. I think, you know, mm-hmm. they're definitely... They, they, get along and they're both beautiful people. So, you know, you know, it almost makes me think of that. Well, okay. It does make me think of that movie lady Hawk with, um, the way that, um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Rutger Hauer hope this isn't spoilers. <laughs> it's been a while. It was in high school when that bitch 20, came out. Five year old movie. I hope I not. Yeah. Um, 
So they I are. Love that movie. You've seen it then. So it, for oh, people yeah. that haven't seen oh, it, yeah. Rucker Howard can only exist at night, and Michelle Pfeiffer can only exist during the day. Right. Yes. Like in human form, and then they go uh, to this whole. Vice versa. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. 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 So they they're never day. in human she's form human at the same the time. She's human at night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was hookah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like that where you know they're traveling with Matthew Broderick and that old and that old. House. Is he like a, what was he? He was like a thief. He was a, a yeah. So they're traveling and you know that there's nothing romantic going to happen and, and possibly even ever, because you don't know if they'll ever get reunited. Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. My God, think of the babies those two could have made though. (laughs) (laughs) Really pretty babies. Really pretty. Michelle Pfeiffer bit my brother's knee. Oh, that's right. You have a Michelle Pfeiffer story. They were both like six, but. They, but um, that's okay. They lived in the house next door, so they. <laughs> the I still say your brother and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His brother and Michelle Pfeiffer lived next door. His brother didn't live with them. No, I'm ten years younger than my my siblings. So, <laughs> I know. I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm... <laughs> we had moved before I was born. Yeah. They had moved away. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> she was in Greece too, and everybody was like, hey, "We know her." <laughs> Did anybody really watch? She bit Grace my Pitt? knee. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> yes. <That's all>. so, <laughs> Sad panda. <laughs> so, Viv, Chuch, did you see any other new shows or any returning shows that you? I, go ahead. We watched Brooklyn Nine Nine last night just on a lark because uh, a friend Andrea had said that she hated it, and I find that our we have opposite opinions on comedies frequently. And so I gave it a shot and it was funny, but it's gonna, it's, it's kind of hard to watch. It's like, I don't know. It is, it's the lonely Island humor, but instead of a three minute song, it's the 30 minute episode and he's really funny and the acting's good and stuff like that. I just don't know if I think it, I like it enough to watch it every mm. week. What did it's you think? It's a goofy Jewish? sitcom, you know. It's it's yeah. got some some crude humor, some really silly humor, um, a little bit of seriousness. You know, the characters. Since it's a sitcom, they're more caricatures than really right. deep characters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was definitely worth watching, and I think for some people, it'll it'll really be right up their alley. Yeah. Um. Again, not the best show ever. <laughs> and it had, I gosh, I should have looked at his name. The um, the guy coming in that's the new precinct Andre, chief. Andre Brower. That's him. Oh, my God. I I have loved him and everything yeah. I've seen him in. And have did you see this show at all, PG? No, but I'm... I'm... I've loved Andre Brower ever since Homicide. Exactly. That's like one of my favorite shows ever. So yeah. But um, so I was really excited to see him in it. And then it's not really, I don't think it's a spoiler, but like you, well, no, maybe that is going to ruin a couple jokes. Never mind. You'll just see it'll, it's good. I like him. He's really cool in this role. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I watched uh, the blacklist um, last night. Oh, we didn't get to watch it's on that the yet. DVR, but we haven't watched it yet. We watched Brooklyn Nine Nine instead because um, we wanted laughs. 
it's it's worth watching. Um, it's well, I mean it's one of those it's like, endorsement. You're, I know it's just well, like it's <laughs> worth trying. It's one of those things where it could get really bad, or it could work very well. You know they're playing the Hannibal Lecter, right? You know, uh, James Spader's uh, a former um, bad boy. Played up as a, a naval uh, naval officer that went. You know, off the grid and and became one of FBI's most wanted. And he, uh, at the beginning of the show, turns himself in and says he knows all these things about all of these criminals, and you know he will help the FBI, um, but he will only do it if he uh, can talk, can be, can communicate through this young female FBI agent. So you got the whole Clarice Hannibal Lecter thing going on. Um, although they've, they've, it'd be interesting cause you, you can, you know that there is some connection between the two of them and there's one obvious one. It might be, I won't say what it is, although you're watching it for 15 minutes, you'll be able to figure out what that is. So it'd be interesting to see if, if that is the actual thing or if they're going to have a twist on, on that, um, to figure out how, why he cares about this, you know, young FBI agent wants to only communicate through her and uh, you know, the, the production was very well done. It was one of those things that, yeah, again, pilot, a lot of money went into it. Um, see what happens after this. Uh, James Spader is awesome in it. Um, you know, it, it has, has the feel of everybody that's in it sort of knows that they're, you know, playing on the edge of, of almost campiness, but I mean, it's not funny at all. It's very serious, but like he's, you know, chewing up every scene he's in and it's like, but everybody else is sort of, um, you know, playing into it in a way that plays well on the show. Like they're enjoying themselves and, you know, he's definitely enjoying himself. So we'll see if, and the story for the first episode was very good and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, again, if it's, you know, criminal of the week um, that he's helping and he's playing with the FBI because he knows things that they don't, you know, it would get very repetitive over, over, over time, but there, you know, he was off the grid for 20 years or whatever and, and helping all these terrorists or whoever would pay him the most money. So obviously he has a lot of backstory and uh, if they play into that and, and do a little more, in that side of things, I'm sure it, um, they can make it last. And, and I enjoyed it. So um, we'll see about that. Any other shows, Chooch? Uh, well, not a new show, a ending show. Uh, Wilfred had their finale a couple of weeks ago before uh-huh. this new fall season started. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm only on like episode seven. How many seasons was it? This was the end Great. of season three, I think. That was it. Has that show really been on for three years? Yeah, I thought I, I thought this Dude. was the end of two, but I'm I don't I'm not sure. It's not enough. I thought that was the end of last year. <laughs> She's on behind the times. <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking. I think up it's the end fast. of the second, but three seasons. Three seasons. Wow. Yeah, 2011, 2012, 2013. So okay, we can <laughs> say we can you can save this for after the show. Or when we do our spoiler section, but my question is, do we find out at the end of the show 
that he actually killed himself in the like he did in the first episode, <laughs> and the whole show was him imagining everything that, with this dog and like purgatory and dog. stuff. Yeah, it's Newhart. <laughs> exactly. Um, Lost or whatever. Well, that's actually pretty much my only gripe about the show is I think that they spend too much time on that question and not enough on the funny. Yeah, it, they, yeah. they they delve more deeply into it as it progresses and it's there's still a lot of funny okay. and the funny is still i mean hilarious. ridiculously I mean, funny it is just yeah embarrassingly um, funny similar to family guy some of my favorite gags are when he's being a dog <laughs> you know like the the laser pointer get over here you gray bastard and, you know. um so when he does dog things those are always the funny so the funny is still really funny but i think they just go a little too deep into into the, the psychology and, right yeah. Uh, but still, just solid, solid show. I mean, come yeah, on, Sky in a dog suit. I don't think I've laughed as... <laughs> it's a sweaty Australian. I don't think I've laughed as hard as, as I did when they had the, the episode with where he was being left at the doggy daycare. And the, guy, the guy with the Jeez. peanut butter and... and uh, well, he's try, trying to play off like he's being sexually abused by the, by the guy. Or is he? Oh. Or is he? And Ryan buys him the peanut butter ice cream. And why are you doing this to me? I can't stop. Oh my God, it's so wrong. <laughs> Have you seen Wilfred at all, Nutty? Uh, every now and then uh, when I would uh, go down to New York, my sister would make me watch all these random shows that she watches. And that was one of them. And I was just like, okay, pull out my iPad. Um, I just didn't get into it. <laughs> I do have a, a, a new show that I've been watching, actually, mm. and I, I almost completely forgot that I've been watching this. It's, um, it's an anime uh, that's available online. It's being done by, I think the studio is called Rooster Teeth. They did Red vs. Blue. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it's called Ruby, R-W-B-Y. And it's about a bunch of kids going to a fighting academy because they fight against like evil and demons and whatever. And that's not even the point, but the main characters are all named after fairy tales. You know, hmm. uh, the, the there's Ruby red and she's little red riding hood and Yang is Goldilocks. Yang is uh, yellow in I think Japanese. Um, and then I can't remember the others, but you've got you've got uh, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, and there's some Wizard of Oz references and all sorts of things, and it's just it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I highly re recommend people watch the trailers just for the beauty. Um, and then the the show is so well done. I mean, you've got enough drama to keep you interested in the story, and enough humor to for levity. Hmm. And um, really awesome weapons, like really awesome weapons. And watching the very first episode, all I could think of were cosplays. Mm. Like, I want to cosplay this character. I want to cosplay that character. <laughs> and Tech was thinking all of these girls could be cosplayed as guys and all of the guys oh, could wow. be cosplayed as girls. How come I so, haven't heard of this show, Nutty? I don't know. I've been going crazy over it. Oh. Um, is it, it traditional is, animation? Is, it's um computer yes or... and no. Uh, I don't know so much about the drawing. I will say that uh, whoever's drawing it is it's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I just meant since they're known for machinima, then that would be a yeah yeah. It's not machinima. Like it really. When I heard red versus blue, I was like, 
eh. And then I, I watched and I was blown away yeah. as an artist. I was like, wow, they really stepped up their game. It was cool. The story I had heard is he wanted to fin he was done and bored with red versus blue and they made a deal for him to do two or three more seasons and if he did that he could do whatever he wanted and have no limits wow and so this is what he wanted to do each episode is of different length so you may have a 15 minute episode or you may have a 5 minute episode hmm. and it it's all how long the story arc needs to be which is perfect for me because I hate the idea of we're going to fit this into this time block because right. this is the time block. Well, right. this is the internet. You don't need to do that. So I've been really into Ruby and I highly recommend anyone watching that. Even if you're busy, you have, you have time to watch a couple of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> and um, over the summer, I really got into Orange is the New Black. Mm. which is one of those Netflix originals where you can watch them all at once, mm -hmm. which I did. I watched yeah, them all. Yeah, we, we watched them recently. And uh, as a geek, I will say that is the role that Kate Mulgrew was born to play. <laughs> uh, people will know her as Catherine Janeway. No, no, Janeway, forget it. Red. She is red. That is a great character. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I haven't checked that one out yet, but um. yeah, we just we just finished the finished it up last week or the week before. It's 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 a lighter version of Oz with women. Yeah, not quite. It, it does get dark here and there, but you know, oh yeah, it has a little more humor. It's still definitely a you know, drama and serious. Um, got a lot of big names in it too, mm -hmm. and a lot of the actors are pretty much unknown, but they were on stage or they just happen to be really good actors. And so they actually get a chance in this show, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. So it's created by Genji Cohen who had created and written weeds. Yep. Um, for me there, I think they connect some dots a little too quickly or too obviously, mm. but I mean, if that's the only critique, it's not bad, you know, <laughs> it's still a really great show. And I was really yeah. curious because you see there's an executive producer that has the same name. And I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, and I went back and it was her book was a memoir. This yeah. is her mm -hmm. story. And she was actually in the New York Times or whatever, like on the show, it's the boyfriend who gets published mm. and she got published in, in the paper. And when you read like the first couple paragraphs, it was literally the first scene from the show. It was her checking or not. Maybe it's not the first scene, but it's her checking into the prison almost line for line. And uh, it's pretty. I've uh, pretty not good. read the book, but I've uh, watched a couple videos of her on her speaking tours. And it's really interesting to hear that. I mean, it's definitely, this is a fictionalized version. Uh, the Piper in the show is not the real Piper, um, but it's definitely inspired uh, by, by her experiences. And I think one of my favorite things about the show is so many of the secondary characters really shine. And mm -hmm. there are so many people out there that can find someone that they can identify with or someone that they absolutely love and are fascinated about. Like, I want to know more about crazy eyes. I want to know her whole backstory. Oh my God. Crazy. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Talk about a wild actress card. is, is a great actress. She's been on stage and pretty much unknown until this show. I'm still yeah. trying to decide if I like it. I'm, I'm having the same trouble with 
Piper as I as I had with the lead chicken weeds, and mm. it's just I, I'm having a real hard time liking them or caring about their story, and wanting the stories of the the secondary characters way more than I care about her damn story, and I oh, can't I decide agree. if it's huh. I agree. Is uh, Laura Prepon Prepon good in the show? She's got black hair and tats. Yes, she's good in the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and this no, glasses. Yeah, yeah and nerd glasses. Yeah, she's very good. Yep. <laughs> I did want to mention, I uh, forgot to say at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, most of our comments we get are, are on uh, YouTube, but if, if anybody is watching on uh, the event page, um, there's a Q&A. It's supposed to be a Q&A that would pop up around the window, actually. I saw it from the other side. I watched some of Nicole Uliushi's show earlier today, and she had the, the Q&A thing, so I actually saw it working. Yeah, I initially saw um, it on the page, and then it disappeared. I have not touched anything. I said I wouldn't, and I haven't. <laughs> I still have the little thing here. It says, ask your audience to submit questions, and they will appear, appear below. So we'll see. Um, but again, YouTube, we, we will we will get to those. Uh, I see a lot of comments about Nutty's uh, introduction and me, <laughs> me muting her for for twenty seconds. So. <laughs> um, Classic so, Holyfield. There we go. <laughs> um, what else did I? Was there anything else? Not me. I, I silenced mine. Looking at you, Schubert. Yeah, it was me. What's up? Nothing. Um, My phone went off. Oh. There was some video game news. You want to jump around? Yeah, besides well, can we talk GTA. about what my favorite TV show is right now? What Before we move on? Yes, let's finish up TV and then we'll do video games real quick. I'm so obsessed with Gravity Falls that we almost <laughs> did not log on in time to record. It's yeah. true. For two or three different reasons. I think but we mentioned it now on three episodes. <laughs> oh my god, it's my favorite though. As soon it's as it hits the DVR. So Gravity Falls is a cartoon on the Disney Channel that Christiana recommended to us. And I want to marry her for the thousandth time because she introduced <laughs> me to this and it makes me so happy that I want to go as as brother and sister Mabel and Dipper for Halloween. I love these characters. They're so funny. It's Again, it's great on an adult level. It got really dark on a couple episodes lately that we just kind of looked at each other like, <gasps> you know, it was just awesomely dark. And so that's my favorite show this so far. What's been your favorite show so far this season, PJ? Um, well, I, I have been going back and back to Adventure Time. So that's been my, my, I'm still trying to catch up on what's on Netflix with that. I know that makes you happy, Viv. Yes. Um, I've, I've How just, much of Adventure Time's on Netflix? At everything least to the last season, I think. I think yeah, I'm not sure. I yeah, I've only I'm like I'm near I'm near the end of the first season, so I don't know what what else is on there. But uh, I'm halfway through the first season, and uh, it looks like I'll have to use my proxy spoofer to uh, see the American Netflix because it's not on Canada. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Did you guys? I heard nothing. <laughs> It's a legit site. Oh, there God. are five yeah. seasons total. Yes. I your, just want to burn through them again. Your new dog's name, Proxy. Proxy. <laughs> yes, that's my new dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, well, Adventure Time is Adventure Time is a show that I started watching simply because I liked the cosplays. 
Oh, <laughs> it was it was um, tea. I think it was tea and Naughty Bear both. And I think that uh, Jay even commented at some point about we needed to be watching it. So, you know, at that point, when your kids care enough about something to recommend it to you, you got to listen, watch, whatever it is. And, there you uh, go. I just, the characters are so fun. I just want to cosplay as all of them at once. Oh, wow. There's, <laughs> it looks like, according to IMDb, there's five seasons, and it looks like on Netflix there's only one season. That's what I was going to say, is I thought they only had the first season. Usually they have a lot more. Um, I've noticed with Netflix, at least the U.S. version, anything that's Adult Swim, they only have the first season. Mm. Yeah, and they just they just started putting Adult Swim, you know, on Netflix, and they mm-hmm. they sort of taking the approach of let's tease with a season, yeah. and then you know try to, buy it. try to drive up DVD sales or something. I don't know. But, and I um, see every single comment is Netflix, more seasons, more seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so that keeps people paying for Netflix and they're giving up and going and buying the content elsewhere too. So I guess they both went on that. No, it's yes, I've I have greatly enjoyed uh uh you know, watching that and yeah, like you said, every once in a while they'll have a dark, dark episode or <laughs> you know, just the most absurd crap ever, you know. The the one with the witch that, that <laughs> takes away um of course i can't remember the character's names the dog's powers and jake. jake yeah jake and he like oh yeah he's got just skin and no mm-hmm. fur and he's like rolling around <laughs> on the floor because he's too tired to walk and you know <laughs> where'd you get he, your powers in the first place i don't know i rolled around in a puddle <laughs> uh, you know and he won't he won't apologize he's just no i have my pride <laughs> I love that he's got skin and underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my arms would move like their arms do. Oh, like when they dance. are very limiting. <laughs> when they do anything, <laughs> it's, it's like noodles at the end of their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I went down the rabbit hole. I just like went, you know, I was like going into um, Wikipedia and reading about, you know, how they do the episodes and just the whole, you know, backstory of of because they don't really explain at least what i've seen so far because you you know the first episode is like the the whole you know candy kingdom and mm-hmm. you know print the princess yeah. and all this stuff and i'm like okay is this you know is this where they're gonna like have these episodes and then like every episode is completely different so mm-hmm. far with where they are i'm like how, how does how does all this happen all these places i have so. Have you guys ever gone and looked at IMDb and seen the the stars that have been on? Well, I definitely have. liked the George Takei episode. Oh, well, they've really got there's the I've, I've actually got it pulled up. Ron yeah. Perlman, Mark or Chooch, mm-hmm. Ron Perlman was the lich, mm-hmm. and Andy Mel- Melanakis was Neptor. Remember, mm-hmm. remember Neptor? Oh, oh yes, Neptor. <laughs> perpetual pie throwing machine uh, Christian <laughs> yes. of course Christian Shawl I think is how you pronounce her name she yep. does the voice of Mabel on Gravity Falls also she was on Wilfred last mm-hmm. season um, and she, she did the Bob's Burgers oh mm-hmm. right 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 and the Daily Show but yep. Emo Phillips oh geez um, he's in three episodes Cloris Leachman's plays old Marceline Emo oh, Phillips wow. is the one who does the yeah. Grables and Henry Rollins plays Bob Rainicorn. So we're going to go back wait. for that. <laughs> um, Clancy Brown, um, Mark Hamill. Some of these names I won't recognize, but PG. 
Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. Isn't that your girl? You got all excited. Yeah. What was it? There was another Lou well, Ferrigno. The the voice of Marceline is the same same voice as uh, Vanessa, the daughter of of Doofenshmirtz and uh, mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb. So that's all I needed to know when it came. <laughs> but they've the other ones I see are uh, recognized are Lou Ferrigno, George Takai, um, Eric Estrada, um, Neil, Patrick, Neil Harris. Patrick Harris, M. Emmett Walsh. Um, and Paul F. Tompkins, which I just saw in something else, but I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Yeah, that's. And, yeah. and Jake is Bender. And Henry Rollins is Bob Rainicorn. <laughs> <laughs> the most important so cool. Have you now guys looked look up what Spon- the Rainicorn says? And SpongeBob is the Ice King, so. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob. I didn't know if anybody would recognize his name, but he's really big. Oh, he's been a big Bob name in animation. Kenny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Have you guys looked up what the Rainicorn says, like the translations? I did at one time, but uh, no, not that I can. Oh, oh and that there actress is also oh, okay. in Gravity Falls. What, baby? The actress who does Lady Rainicorn is also in Gravity Falls. One of the girls, the friends that does the sleepovers with Mabel. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to guess who it's does not also the, one the with voice the of voice BMO. Of... Okay, there it is. She's also Lady Rainicorn. Got it. Yeah, Lady Rainicorn's always saying really nasty things in uh, <laughs> Korean, like sexually explicit things or just bizarre, but there's always some sort of like sexual slant to them. And every now and then I can find translations and I'm like, what? And the funny <laughs> thing is they make sense to the episode. <laughs> that cool. makes it even scarier. We'll have to and, look that up. And Jake responds like as if, yeah, he totally understands and he agrees <laughs> with it. So... It's just really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's been the last show. I'm still watching um, Thirty Rock, uh, so I've, I've up to like season five on that. So that's like if we uh, um, go to bed for the evening and Kim, she's asleep by nine p.m. So I usually watch a couple. more. Not episodes, for me. So. She stays up late for me. Because mm. you're special. But. <laughs> But I usually get a couple episodes of 30 Rock in, and uh, I almost I got Hulu Plus to so, to watch things, and then I, I have I have an uh, Apple TV, so I was like on there just looking around, and they had like um, Luther season three, uh, which you know won't be available on regular. Uh, it just aired, but won't be on Netflix probably for another year or so. So cool. might, have to, might have to drop. 30 bucks just to watch those you know, four episodes, but oh well. <laughs> I don't know. It seems crazy, but it seems crazy, but better than a hundred and some dollars a month for cable when it's really well, the only show right now that I haven't been able to find other yeah. places. But uh, yeah, I, I will be getting cable back in November so that, you know, for Dr. Who. So, yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> You're a total convert now. Ha, ha. BBC has talked about doing offering subscriptions to people outside of the UK. So they already do. Oh, they do. I didn't realize they extended. Yeah, as uh, for the past two seasons, mm. uh, I've subscribed, and you can choose your different subscriber level whether you want HD or um, regular resolution. And so I always get the regular resolution, which is perfectly fine. And as soon as it's released, I can download it, or I can watch oh, it off cool. the cloud. It's uh, it's Really, I think it's worth it. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, but you're paying so much for, you know, an episode. It's like, okay, so $2 an episode or a dollar an episode. Like, 
No. Like, I really like the show. And if I support this cut method of content delivery system, other places are going to start doing it. Mm. Yeah. And I know a lot of Canadians who, because uh, we get uh, Doctor Who as soon as it is released in the UK, it is released in on space. But I know so many Canadians that are cord cutters that they do the same thing. They're like, yeah, I'm not paying for cable, so I don't mind buying Doctor Who. And then you own it. And then you own it. Because it's an actual download, not streaming like certain places that yeah. you have to be in the country that you bought it in. <laughs> hey, when that I, happens. I turned off my light. Um, I've got a migraine and it's getting worse. So I'm just doing this as, an, as a measure to stay on. So keep talking. Okay. Um, so moving on, uh, last Wednesday I had the opportunity to go see uh, Gravity. Uh, which is the Sandra Bullock, George Clooney movie that's coming out October 4th, uh, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, and it was excellent. Um, I, we will talk about it more when it comes out, and um, other people have seen it. But um, I can tell you right now, it will probably, it will definitely be nominated and probably will win some Academy Awards for things like cinematography. Uh, sound design, uh, special effects, those sort of things. It's 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 pretty incredible. I really look forward to talking to some of our NASA and astronomy mm. friends who will know the, you know, how believable it is from a you know technical side. Uh, yeah. You know, it reminded me a lot of um, Castaway, uh, that Tom Hanks movie, except a lot shorter. Uh, it's not, you know, two and a half hours like Castaway was, but, you know, the idea which you get from the previews of this isn't a spoiler, is that um, a tra something tragic happens out in space and, um, um, you know, people die and, you know, main characters are trying to get back to Earth in one piece. And there's, uh, because of the tragedy that happens, there's a sort of a time element of when, things make it around the earth to, you know, cause more damage and, you know, might kill people, uh, more people. So it's, it's, it's sort of that type of thing where it's, um, you know, part, part like, you know, um, beside an adventure where you, you know, you, they're just trying to escape and then, um, cast away of just trying, you know, someone being cut off from everybody and trying to, trying to just make it home safe, that sort of thing. So, uh, hmm. but, uh, um, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney were, were great. Um, it's just, it was just, uh, the story was really well done direction, just the visuals and, and some of the, the, I won't say camera tricks, but some of the things they do that he does, Alfonso Cuaron with things like moving a camera around, you know, of course there's a lot of, of space walk and, and, you know, being out of control. So things are spinning around and, but he does things with camera a movement and then like, you know, he'll just fade from like being behind to be like being inside the, the space suit, like looking out the visor, but mm. it's, you know, just seamless and those things. And, uh, I can't wait to uh, see it. Yeah. The, and just the, the music, uh, I think his brother did the music. Um, mm. and it just, it's one of those, you know, scores that just happens you know, it's out in space, so there's a lot of silence, but there's always this music going on, and it's just, it, it's it's a great movie, so I recommend it uh, to anybody that is thinking about it but hasn't um, 
made that decision when it comes out, please, please do. Well, like uh, I said, when you said you got the showing, the early showing, I don't remember seeing any, I really don't remember seeing much about it at all. Mostly just Elysium was on my radar coming up. And then, of course, the stuff that's out now, we still have to see World's End and talk about it, though. Um, yeah. But, like, it was really just because you had seen Gravity, I thought, well, let's see if we can find a showing we can make it to and then we can talk to about it with you because we're like it was a week later it was like after the weekend releases and then found out that you got a super super early showing with it and we had no chance of seeing it for another week yeah i'd, lo I'd love to say it's because of our work here and that we're becoming more media <laughs> recognized as media but it's just the meetup group that i belong to in charlotte that's geek centric and they they get passes that's amazing. Uh, first come, Sweet. first serve. There's a website that, that, that I go to, and it's uh, this is, I've only done it, tried to get tickets two or three times, and this time actually was able to to get it. So that was so very awesome. cool. Yeah. I used to do that a lot when I lived in New York. Um, I got to see a lot of movies when it was in previews, and sometimes before the final edits, which was pretty wild. Once you find the theater that does it, yeah, you can you can pretty much get yourself in there. That's um, why I wish we lived in D.C. They do some of that stuff there. Just just a quick thing. Um, YouTube's in the middle of maintenance mode, so I don't think we're actually live. Ah. Yeah, you yeah, can't I comment. Dodge said you've gone dark in the comments. Yeah, and I tried to respond to him, and, and you can't Nothing. comment. So I hope you've got a backup recording just in case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, even, even if it's the site is down, I'm sure yeah. that it's still recording. Oh, okay. That, I, I don't know. I've never had it happen to me. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if not, hopefully we, yes, Chooch's backup is, is works. <laughs> <laughs> Cross fingers. Um, I saw in October, there's a few movies. Actually, you know, most there's some horror stuff coming and mostly um, or the first couple that are coming up are more biopics. So I'm looking forward to CBGB mm. with, wait for it. Viv, Alan Rickman, Ooh. and Rupert Grint. Wait. Ashley Green huh? and Joel David Moore. So it tells the story Ooh. of the, the CBGB New York uh. dynamite punk rock scene through the lens of the groundbreaking Lower East Side Club. Started, unless, it has unless it has talking heads who played there all the time. I don't really want to see the movie. I just want to see what Alan Rickman looks like for the movie. <laughs> That'll I do. It's going to be all about the beginnings of CBGBs, not the ends of CBGBs. I'm sure it's which is tell. more the time that I was in CBGBs, which yeah. is like you know, '90s error. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a pretty pretty wide swath. It was always epic, though. And then never so, went. That's October 11th. Also on October 11th is the Fifth Estate with Benedict Cumberbatch. I asked which is the story of Wiki essentially it's the story of WikiLeaks. So, oh right, he plays right. Julian I've Assange. Heard, I've heard very good things about his performance, but the people it was done on don't, don't like it at all, or something. Yeah, he seems like kind of a prick, so I'm not too surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he does is great, but he certainly we yeah, kind of have to be a dick to be a to vibrant kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then also October 11th is where the devil hides with as uh, Rufus Sewell, which I really like though. I, I don't think it's been quite a while since I've seen him 
in something. Rufusul and Colmini follows a small commune. Miles O'Brien? Yeah. Follows a small commune on the verge of witnessing an age-old prophecy that predicts the coming of the devil's daughter. Oh, horror movie. And then October 18th is the remake of Carrie. Which we've just started Again? commercials for. Yeah, and it's got the girl that played Hit Girl. Yeah. The actress that played Hit Girl is Chloe is Moretz. Yeah. And who yeah, and um uh, her Julianne mom Moore. Is, Sorry? Julianne Moore. Ah, oh, that's right. Gabriella Wilde and Alex Russell is I don't know if I can watch that. That movie scared the shit out of me with um Sis, Sissy Spacek. Yeah. That's her name, right? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. My God, that I'm still terrified from that movie. I don't. I don't think I can see it with that actress. That I'm used to being a little girl. The now, previews like look adolescent. pretty intense. <sighs> Camera effects. I mean, this, I just some, yeah. First time I watched that movie, I was, I was babysitting. Okay, oh talk about getting scared. I was babysitting. I was in this Jesus. gigantic house, and there was this huge picture window uh, overlooking Terrifying. a canal, and so it was creepy to begin with and kids are sleeping upstairs i'm on the couch i feel like because there's a huge picture window behind me one in front of me anybody could be coming from any dark corner and i'm watching it and that that the hand at the grave site i screamed so loud i thought i I woke the kids (laughs) i swear i thought i pissed myself it was so that scene just is so terrifying and you're and you're watching it a second or a third time and you know it's coming and you know it's coming and then god damn it it comes and you still jump i just don't know how the fuck they did that and the worst thing is when you try to like show that to somebody now and you like watch them waiting for their reaction and they're like meh yeah oh my Shut god up, that's scary Jesus, I know. it's it's like in poltergeist the scene where the chick is falls into the swimming pool oh, yeah. i stood up in the movie theater and i pointed at the screen and screamed my ass off it scared me so bad i will <laughs> never i can't i mean i was with my friends too i lost cool points but jesus that's to my kids now it's laughable probably but it just terrified me yeah. Well, there's the, I don't freak out at a lot of scary movies. You know what I mean? Like, I laughed all through Exorcist because it was so silly to me. But Carrie is scary. That, there's something is. about the story that just sucks you in. And it was like, the I can't think of any other Stephen King movies at that point. And I say Stephen King movies because, you know, it's based on the book. But it seems like every movie up until Misery has sucked so bad and broke my heart as a just huge fan of his work until yeah. uh, except for Carrie. Carrie was always the outlier. And then Carrie Misery. Was first. It was the best of all of those. I don't think there was a single good one until Misery. And then I don't think that all of them that got a lot of play were as good as, mm-hmm. you know, other people thought. Pet Cemetery scared me, but not because of the scary parts. It was <laughs> because of the creepy you? it was when she has the flashback of her aunt Oh yeah, that she's taking her sick aunt, yeah. and that part was scary to me. And yeah. all the other parts, dead cat coming back, I don't care. But the 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 scary aunt yeah. trying yeah. to grab her, oh, that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I read that book. It might have had to do. Sorry, that no, and no, the no, kid slashing the ankles was. Well, that was, you know, I have read that book. I loved that book. I was, I just, I couldn't wait. And then when I saw it in the theater, I I remember that we had to leave because as soon as the baby came to life after, you know, was reincarnated or zombified or whatever you want to call it, 
as soon as that baby's giggle, I mean, I was out. I was like, get me out of here right now because I'm going to lose my shit. I think Naughty Bear was less than a year old at that point. I just lost my mind. It was terrifying to me. And I suddenly could not even think about that book anymore without getting like this. It just, it was, it's so wrong, you know, with a little kid. It was just, oh, so just disturbing. That didn't bother me so much. I don't know why. Maybe the Chucky movies were a little too close. Um, (laughs) But I think, I think the sick aunt part was really hard for me because I think, and I'm not sure, but I think that was around the time that, I had some family members in hospice, so it was like ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, that, that that yeah, that'll definitely change your view of stuff. I don't think so, that misery was scary, but it was cool. It was it was really really good. It wasn't scary, like you said. It was just it was the first time that I think that they really took something of his and kind of really made a big a big thing out of it. Carrie just was scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad I watched the movie first and then read the book because I'm not sure I'd enjoy the movie as much had I read the book beforehand. Right. It's a really good book. Yeah. Uh, From from what you see, what you see in the previews, uh, Chloe Moretz looks good. Um, What were we talking about? What movie did we start? Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) But I don't know if, if as a movie it needed to be done again or if it will be. It will be good, but we'll have to see. We would be remiss um, if we did not mention there will be a new movie made in the Harry Potter world Mm, mm -hmm. uh, since we didn't have a show last week. So uh, it was announced that J.K. Rowling will be writing uh, her first screenplay for uh, a film version of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, And... Uh, for those that don't know, that was uh, one of the textbooks that was at Hogwarts, and then he, she did a uh, full book version of it that was sort of released separately, I think, around 2002, 2003, something like that. Yeah, she did a um, bunch of the textbooks, or I guess she, uh, maybe not all the textbooks that they'd listed, but there were multiple ones, I thought. So the movie would be based on the person who wrote the textbook, uh, Newt Scamander, I think his name was, and would take yep. place probably 80 years, 70, 80 years before the uh, Harry Potter books oh, cool. uh, take place. So uh, new characters, um, obviously probably monsters since uh, it's about fantastic beasts and um, uh, you never know, might have like, you know, don't know how old Dumbledore is in the movies, but he might have been alive back then. I can't remember how old he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, there could be uh, some Dumbledore. There won't be any Voldemort. No, no, he's definitely was was later than that. So, good. Um, yeah. Yes, good. Um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it'd be interesting. You know, a side story. You know, definitely see something. Uh, you know, it growing into multiple movies as well. If they have, you know, good good story, good actors, and that sort of thing, and it'd be interesting to see what she does with a a first screenplay as well. Um, mm. since everything was just derived from her books in the Harry Potter, even though she had a lot of input, of course, on everything. Uh, so looking forward to that. Probably won't be for a year or two before uh get a whole lot of information on that. Uh, be fun. Um, what else was there? Uh, you were talking about video games. What were you putting Yeah, well, one quick uh, a tease. Um, I, I know Viv and I know I would like to do some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoilers at the end. And yes, we'll come back to that. 
um, I found that Christiana had sent her notes on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. So I'm going to read her notes and her thoughts, a little tease to keep people around. And I'll do hers first before we start spoiling. Um, (laughs) But video game news isn't games themselves, but uh, actually new hardware coming. Um, and it's the battle for the television itself is really heating up. You know, uh, Google released the Chromecast Roku has released new streaming boxes. Apple updated the Apple TV to make it more Chromecast like, um, as far as not direct streaming, but actually passing content over, um, or, you know, pulling content from the cloud. And along that, um, Sony is releasing the PS, the PlayStation Vita TV, Mm -hmm. which is a mini console that brings games, streaming, video music, and other services to your television priced at a hundred bucks. It'll work with PS3 or PS4 controllers. It uses the Sony Music Unlimited and Video Unlimited services. So it offers karaoke, Hulu, a Twitter client for some reason. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure they'll add, you know, kind of like Roku, I'm sure they'll end up adding Netflix and all, you know, all the other streaming services. Um, And it will, when the PS4 comes out, it'll connect to the PS4 for remote play. So if you have a PS4 in one room in the house, you can play on a different TV somewhere else in the house. Yes. Acting as a second That's the big, the big draw for me is, is that exact thing, being able to just take your PS4 controller, go into another room and it'll stream you know, mm-hmm. console stuff to that, to that TV and you can still play. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So it launches November 14th in Japan, no announcement date for the rest of the world yet. Yeah. I mean, it may be, it may, yeah, I'm sure it will come to America, but it may not be till middle of next year or something before they do uh, anything over but here. But they did shift their, uh, their um, schedule for the PS4 itself where the U S is getting the PS4 first. And normally Japan gets it first, so they're a little upset on that. So I guess that's their consolation as they get <laughs> a streaming thing that could hook into a PS4 if they had one. <laughs> I don't know how that'll go. Yes. And we must, <laughs> even though it's not uh, speculative fiction related. Um, that's what it looks like. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five came out last week. And made a billion dollars in Insane. four days. Uh, so it is the largest entertainment release in history uh, of anything. So movies, whatever. Um, of course, you know a lot of that money goes to retailers, whatever. You know, right. it's not all going to the people that made it, but still, it's disgusting. The fact that <laughs> oh, Jesus it Christ! Made it's a disgusting. billion dollars, uh, which you know translates to probably uh, fifteen million, you know, units sold. Which you know, most video games, <sighs> if it sells a million, it's considered a success. So the fact that it honestly, is- it's is should this be one of the signs of the coming apocalypse? I mean, it's oh God, <laughs> really the highest oh, and it's okay. uh, yeah. I will talk. I'm sure that we'll talk about it a bit this Sunday when we do our top 10 show or top 10 video games, but uh, crazy. Sad. And the other Uh, bit is valve has released the steam box, which is Mm. another console. And this is more of a interest today. 
Was that well, today? this week has been they've they did three announcements during the week. They did, yeah, they did the Steam OS on mm-hmm. Monday where they're talking about the new operating system, but mm-hmm. I had not heard that they actually talked about the Steam box. Yes, more, so there's so. something like 20 Tony. different vendors that have been invited in to, to do reference designs for the hardware itself. The OS is a Linux based OS, they said that is the future of gaming, which a lot of Linux geeks are extremely happy about. Um, earlier in the year, they released the, the Steam Store client for Linux, and they've been quickly porting games over as quickly as they can. Uh, so there will be uh, there's very little detail on it, other than the fact that there will be at least three classes of machine. So one will be a very inexpensive, probably sub-100 streaming box that will use your PC as the primary game engine and will just put the content on your television screen. And then there will be boxes in between that are, you know, up to a full super box that has crazy specs and stuff. So not a whole lot of detail yet, but um, it shows um, Valve has been, they're a really different company. They do things so much differently than everybody else from their management structure to, to the products and the, the games themselves are top notch and the steam store has become such a juggernaut in the gaming space. Uh, naturally they're going to add in streaming video, streaming music. So it'll, you know, they're going to take on Apple and Netflix and, and, um, Amazon for streaming video and Sony, I suppose. So it's, it's going to get really interesting, you know, for consumers, it's, it's a great time to, to be alive. I mean, so many options are coming that, that we're only going to win with everybody kind of racing to the bottom on, in terms of pricing. I'm sure we're going to see a lot uh-huh. more subscription gaming services and that sort of thing. Cause you can imagine, you know, you have something like Gamefly and instead of having to wait for discs in the mail, you can just play them, you know, which is like, um, uh, what's it called? There's a, another streaming gaming service on live. Um, and then Sony has its own, uh, I forget what they call it. They bought a company, but it's going to be built into PlayStation 4. Gaikai. Gaikai, yeah. I think Gamefly has download options now as well. They do for PC titles, but these are, these actually render the game on their servers. So you you can have a very lightweight, a a sub hundred dollar box that's really just streaming the game to you. So you're Mm -hmm. doing the input controls. The game renders on their server and just feeds you the vi- the frames, the video. Right um, so the cool thing about that, like on live and Gaikai, is is you can play PS3 games, Xbox games, or PC games, and you don't have to have any of the devices. You just have this little, very inexpensive device, or an Android tablet, and you can play PS3 games or Xbox 360 games on your on your Android tablet through the service. Well, um, and, yeah. that's and- what they're all pushing for. And how do those compare to like the Chromecast as far as what we've used it for so far? I haven't used it, so I don't know. Um, it, I mean, the reviews seem to be solid, you know, for, for a lot of twitchy first person shooter stuff, people complain because there is, there's always going to be latency on the internet. Right. And right. especially when you have to go both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of games, it doesn't really, you know, the latency doesn't matter. So it, it's, it seems, it seems like the technology really works. I haven't seen huge complaints about it. I think the Chromecast scared Apple just a little bit because yeah. <laughs> of the iOS seven release. And I've noticed that um, it's a lot easier to stream from your iPhone 
and the iPad <laughs> straight to the Apple TV. Usually, it used to be like you know you had the a couple of different applications, but now I go into certain like you know uh, I, I use Lynda.com for uh, training stuff and you mm-hmm. know, anything that has video out. It's you know saying, hey, you want to use the Apple TV? Yeah. And the fact that the Chromecast works from an iPad or an iPhone, there also, yeah, not just Android tablets, definitely scares but also, them a little bit. That yeah, outside of their ecosystem, that's great. It's just all of this is just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, November is going to be a busy Competition. month. Competition, uh, new new NaNoWriMo. Yeah, all <laughs> on the wayside. I don't know if we have time for all that. New video game machines coming out, Viv. And that's much more important, obviously. I know Rhymo's tricky this year because I've got like two. I haven't finished my book from last year. I was still in the laying out phase. So I don't Aww. even know if I'm going to write this year or what I'm going to do. Well, what if you just, know. you know, forget trying to win by the, by the rules and just... Use that it was last year. I know, but you I can grew. just do it again. <laughs> you can just oh, yeah, do it that's again. Totally true. Right. Do it again. <laughs> yep. I did want to mention uh, just the other geeky thing that I, I spent money and bought <laughs> the PDFs for all of the Song of Ice and Fire uh, role-playing games. I have been wanting to play that goddamn game for so long. Thank you. Yes. So I am amazed at... If if people that are fans of the books and you know <laughs> wanted just supplemental information about the the the, the setting mm-hmm. and the history, you know each because I got the the actual you know the role playing guide and then I got one of the uh, campaign guide and a chronicle starter and a couple of little short modules. But it's like I've got three books here, and this is all. Um, you know, all different stuff about the history and, you know, just things that may have been mentioned very briefly. And there's stuff that's non-canon as well that's in here that, uh, you know, that they've, they've sort of taken things and expanded them just to say, hey, this would be cool if you did something. Yeah. You know, adventure here and blah, blah, blah. Impact the world. But it's pretty, I mean, it's, you know, obviously ties into uh, the whole um, house structure. So usually if you are building a a group to play uh you you put them in a minor house and uh you can create your characters based on you know whatever you would want to be in the you know in that house maybe you're a lord and lady and you know you're got your your uh, hound that's protecting you and what have you or you can do you know just various different people from different houses and then come up with stories that you know sort of tie in you know, the whole idea of even people that aren't in major houses can affect the history of the world. And, and um, so it's 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 very interesting and the rules don't seem, you know, it's all like six-sided dice uh, rolls, so it's not, you know, very complicated from that perspective. Um, and it's, a, it's somewhat of a story-based type of uh, uh, system where you have certain um, things that happen that are tied to your, you know, storytelling ability or, you know, how you're doing. And you have uh, sort of event type things where you can uh, have, you know, special, you know, if you're in a battle or you're trying to, trying to, 
disguise yourself and pass yourself off in a, at a party or whatever it might be. You, know, you, <laughs> you can, can throw you a can, tourney. You can yeah, have, and, you know, all sorts of different things. Yeah. So, um, have you played it, Nettie? Yeah, my friends and I, we uh, got together and we oh. started a campaign. And uh, let me tell you, just coming up with people, people coming up with their shields was like the biggest <laughs> thing to them. Um, so the group I was playing with was really, really technical minded. We didn't get past, I think, maybe the first couple of weeks. Um, just people got so busy. But it was it was kind of interesting. You know, uh, tech had this lower house and he kept having tourneys to try and sell off his daughters it was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) that made me laugh because pg's comment last weekend was if you read the source book to (laughs) to play the game you'll know more about this world than nutty than nutty (laughs) (laughs) no she's played it i've got them i've read them uh damn So I don't at forget least be able to still be able to keep up with her, maybe if you read all couldn't hurt all six thousand pages that I have uh, have bound here. But, and uh, you're gonna paraphrase yes. and give me like a Cliff Notes version, right, PG? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what you want there. That's how he is. So uh, just like always. <laughs> no, but I, I have committed, and, and we can do, we can pull Nutty in now. Is is we'll do something where we uh, that would be we, awesome. We run a game, and um, you know, do something because uh, we can use Google Hangout, and I've got a couple of uh, virtual table applications that uh, we might be able to leverage to make it happen, Captain. I've got Roll Twenty. Yeah, I've got Roll Twenty too. I'm looking into using that. So, uh, were you I'm part of that Kickstarter? I I did I was um I'm I, I know uh, there was a guy that was doing one for Google Hangout as sort of an app mm-hmm. for Google Hangout and he did his Kickstarter and then he rolled it into Roll yeah. Twenty and so I, I actually knew him from when I actually ran a um, virtual um, company for a couple of years where I was doing oh, stuff neat. with RPG stuff. Um, he did a lot of, of work with, uh, with us and a lot of the, uh, the guy that did all the art for all his stuff for the Kickstarter is a guy that did a lot of the art for, uh, uh, for my book and for, uh, other websites. So yeah, so I've been involved with, with them for, for years in not, not as much now, but you know, from like 2003 to 2006 or so. I felt so bad about that whole situation because it was he had this great idea and he had made all of these promises and then people quit on him. So mm-hmm. luckily rolling it into Roll20 actually saved it so everybody who backed him was able to keep their rewards and mm-hmm. so forth and got different levels over there. But it was kind of um, one of the early Kickstarters and one of the like uh, lessons that you see that just because people say they're going to be able to do this doesn't mean <laughs> that the people who promise they're going to do it aren't going to back out. And I've seen that happen a couple of times. You know, somebody gets an artist secured for a book and halfway through the artist disappears and stops calling them back. Yikes. Like, Ooh. Hmm. That didn't happen in this one. That was no. a different one. <laughs> no, but it would have been cool to have it because he was, he was yeah. doing all the same type of things that rolled And what this is, is you have a, Sort of like Google Hangout, where you have you know things you can do on a screen and other people can see them, uh, and some of the apps they have in, in Google Hangout. They, they, he was building an app that would be able to 
allow you to, you know, draw maps and use uh, art assets as tokens and maps and different things so that other people can see them. And there would be dice rolling you could do in the background so you could tell that people are actually rolling these numbers rather than rolling dice and saying, well, I got a 20. Right. <laughs> Natural 20. Yes. And there's, you know, several different applications that are out there that, you know, are, are web-based. And he was able yeah. to take the work that he had done and, and go into Roll20, which is one of these programs, and, and uh, had he had function, he has functionality and helped them you know, Im- improve and expand on some of the things that they've been able to do. And, and it's just a matter of... Uh, getting in there and playing with it and, and, and learning it. I used fantasy grounds, which is another one that, that was uh, more of an application rather than a web based, which I really liked, but uh, um, it was tied to um, a rule set, a specific rule set. So like if you were just trying to do some, um, um, some gaming that weren't based on those D 20 type rules, it was, you know, a lot of work to try to try to make it work for you. So um, sort of went away from that, but uh, yeah. So we're gonna do some stuff with the Song of Ice and Fire, and if we can somehow tie it into our podcasting and and stuff, we'll do that. But you know, we'll we'll figure it out. I, you know me, plans and plans and plans. And more plans. Uh, well, uh, since we're talking about Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire, I can say at the tabletop event that I ran this weekend, um, they actually got to set up the full Game of Thrones game. And they played through completely. It took almost the entire time. Uh, but in the end, the Lannisters won. So, so there's, one, there's the report from the field. The, the board game or the card game? Board the board game. game. Very good. The big, the one, like, gigantic board game that takes two tables to set up. Yeah, that's the one, that's the <laughs> I've one never completed that, a game, by the way. Viv, that's the one we played a couple years what? ago. That Viv, Say that again. What? Viv <laughs> won. Accidentally. What happened? Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally, yeah, because halfway through we didn't really know all of the rules, and we're like, "Wait, Viv is right near, ready to win. Wait, we got to yeah. team up, Chooch, and attack her." And it's, I brought attention <laughs> it to it. That's the stupid thing. You're like, "Wait, I'm really close to winning." And we're like, "What? What?" I thought that I had the winning. I'm like, <laughs> I just won, and you guys are like shenanigans, and I was like, "I'm so fucked," because you guys just ganged up on me and took me out. <laughs> and then when you added up the points at the end, who won? That would be you. That would be good. It was glorious. Ooh, yeah. it was glorious. A friend of ours got it for Christmas this past year, and um, we were all together. And so we set it up after breakfast, and we were playing nonstop. And then we had to just call it there because we had to close up for dinner because we were using the table that we we're eating on. Yeah. And uh, we ended up saying, all right, these two houses are the are the closest to winning. And that was like as far as I got. Oh, man. And that was maybe five hours. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember how long we played. I know that we broke from it for sleep, though, I think. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, we continued the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then I spanked you. And then Shush and I played the... the- Our game. <laughs> A couple rounds, at least, of the Jesus, card game. Not, that looked like no the, fun. Not the larger one, which I have, which I actually looked at the rules and talked about in a minute, but we played the one that was actually released in, like, Target and different places that's just two-person game, uh, Lannisters and, and Starks, and um, it is a simplified... 
<laughs> simplified, but it has less complexity than the other version of the card game, which is up to four people. You can even go more than that if you um, have extra card, buy extra card sets and stuff, um, which has even more mechanics involved uh, because you have, um, in addition to the all the other stuff that was in the smaller version of the game, you also have the the um, uh, the small council that each family has can have a position on the council, which gives you different modifiers. But actually, with the with the larger game, Chooch, it actually made more sense, and hmm. maybe just okay. we had spent we had spent time with the other one. I think the larger game is it would actually be easier to play than the the. the, the I was very impaired, but (laughs) there were a lot of friggin' rules and rounds and sub rounds and Oh God, it sounded like torture, you guys. I'm so glad I bailed out immediately. God, you guys were just up there. (laughs) Just didn't sound like any fun. Yes, when 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 you have a game that starts out and says, "Okay, this game is made up of nine rounds. Each round is made up of seven phases. <laughs> each phase is made up of X, Y, Z." Yeah, those are transferable to a ningy, but nobody <laughs> dibbles in small change. Yes, understood. <laughs> All I know is it was a beautiful sunset on the hammock. Yes, yes. <laughs> you enjoyed yourself. I did. We did it. Once we quit and started watching Paul. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we watched Paul. Paul, you know, to the rescue. Kristen Wiig, uh, the whole thing. Yes. So I think that, that is all I had to talk about. We're going to take a break. Uh, Does anyone else here. have anything to say Unless before the break? Any non-spoilery things that we do? Um, I'm going to actually bow out before the spoilery section. Oh, you want to watch. Agents yeah, because I haven't seen any of these things. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So it was great uh, chatting and uh, filling in and so forth. So it's great seeing you again, uh, honey. Yes, always mm-hmm. fun chatting with you guys. Thank you very much, and uh, bye. <laughs> bye. So play some music. Say happy birthday for us. Oh, will do. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial Share Alike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. Consumption. <laughs> of course, whenever I, whenever I see that and I and we start <laughs> dancing, I can only remember the scene where they're where Red Mist and Kick Ass are riding in the car. And oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I was it was cracking me up watching the two of you dance in the windows side by side. It was really. Cute. What's the name of that song, Chooch? 
I honestly <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> the huge lullaby, he don't know the name. Yeah, I've got this massive list of, of potential song titles. And when you I'm need to writing write some something more. at lunch, I just pick one and throw the title on. Sticky I Vengeance? Have, have you written Sticky Vengeance Not yet? yet. That's coming. <laughs> There's special, Sticky Mischief and Sticky special, Vengeance. You did our, our, a special spoiler chat uh you know, sound bite, but this is the one that goes into the podcast now. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The final spoiler. <laughs> oh. Oh. Nice. So yeah, Stop I, I say spoiler chat at the end of the little thing. Very nice. That that Chooch spoke over. That he spoke over, but yeah, well we'll we'll have that in the in the in fairness to Chooch, Arrested Development has warped any response or reactions to that particular song. This breaks your brain. It does. <laughs> well, non-spoiler, we have Christiana's comments on S.H.I.E.L.D., which... Okay. Um, Hear them. The which, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, 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 there aren't... Her, I haven't I read them yet. Her last, I agree with her last point. Yeah, there aren't any... any Just spoilers, read, Chooch. Okay. Just read. Well, we I, no, gave, I was waiting. We already gave the spoiler music, so anything after this can may be a spoiler. So if you haven't seen <laughs> you haven't seen Marvel's Agents of Shield, then then don't listen. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Christiana's thoughts. So much happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, I enjoyed it thoroughly and I think it has huge potential. It can work as a procedural with tons of in-universe material to draw from as well as original ideas. It seems to be striking a great balance between fan service and accessibility and also it has poop jokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love I the poop jokes. Yes, I am an 8-year-old, but I giggled for several minutes at that part. As did I. I'm actually giggling again now that Didn't I think about it. <laughs> That's bad, right? What's that? Nope. It's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> say something about Lola. Only, only part I'm not sure about is Lola, only because it felt a bit gimmicky to me, like it was there just to try to be cool without really being supported by the story. Didn't quite work for me, but that is only the tiniest of nits. Loved it. Can't I wait for more. I think it would have been much better if they had not shown that and used it in a later episode where I agree. he pulls that out of the back of his hat, you know? Yeah. And it seemed to be kind of a commercial tie in because the episode ends and they do, you know, next episode or whatever preview thing. Mm-hmm. And in the little announcer voice, be sure to watch. What did it say? It said like, You'll want to watch the the last end minute of every episode or something. I'm like, what is yeah. Nick Fury yeah, going to show up after the credits? Be sure to watch the last seconds of every episode. Like, who doesn't like watch the last? Yeah, I'm going to turn it off because I don't want to see what happens in the last scene. It was a weird. Yeah. Um, I hate denouement. <laughs> <laughs> All these fancy French words. <laughs> So, yes, getting back to Coulson, um, you know, he appeared to have died in the Avengers. He is As they were dead. led to believe, he was dead. He makes a joke about being dead for 40 seconds, and then they make fun of him for always stretching the story. And he says, well, it was eight seconds, saw a white light, etc. And then we have 
Uh, and then spend time in Tahiti. Yes. It's a magical um, place. It's a magical place, which I think might mean something. Um, well, we already know that it means something because, you know, they made, I think, two comments about just let them keep thinking it's Tahiti or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's just one, yeah. Ron Glass and Ron, mm. um, I don't remember. Colby, Sm- Colby Smulders, Agent Hill, maybe. <laughs> I just know her, na- Agent know her real name. I don't know what her Love her so name. much in this, yeah. by the way. Love, love her in How I Met Your Mother. Really mm-hmm. love her in this. I'm really glad that she's... Um, getting some good roles because I think she's a really strong actress. I didn't mm-hmm. really think so before, you know, she showed up, which, which Avengers, which movie did she show up in? Was she Avengers. in Iron Man three? She was just in, the- was that the only one she was in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. <laughs> yep. I mean, you've got, yeah, but they make the comment that, you know, he, it's better. He never knows. Type yeah. thing. So, um, what he thinks happened, I guess, is that he didn't die. They brought him back. You know, there must be more to it. He's got to be a clone. Goddamn yes, clones. Are, I don't remember the website, but if you do a search on t- top 10 theories of Colson or something, um, it's out there. I'd rather um, the show tell me. Oh no, totally. I'm just speculating yeah. for fun. No, I'm just saying if, yeah. if somebody but, wants to wants to do that. I mean, my, I, you know, the Marvel lore. Uh, they have the life. What do they call it? Life replacement units, something like that. Where they made they actually made a joke in Iron in the Avengers uh, when, um, uh, Coulson goes to Tony Stark and. Tony Stark makes the joke when he's with uh, Pepper and he makes the joke about, oh, I thought maybe you were a life replacement unit or something. But he, he makes a joke that um, if if that is the theory that he that what was killed really wasn't Coulson but was a robot, uh, I like that better than he was dead and this is a robot. Um, you know, cloning is an option. I like a couple of the magical type things where it might be because uh, one of my favorite Marvel characters is um, uh, Doctor Strange, um, mm. and they haven't gone into the more magical side of characters. You know, they've done most of the, <laughs> you know, the, the the this level of things. They haven't gone into although they've talked about this the Scarlet Witch. Um, mm. That was a great scene in in this episode when. He does the reconstruction of the scene. He says, it's like magic, but it's not. It's science. But it's science. <laughs> that was so cute. Yes, Fitz and I just Simmons love him. Has, uh, has some good uh, humor and, uh, you know, see if they, maybe there's a romance there. There's I just hope that it there. doesn't stay as cutesy almost as it is because it, I think it, that could get kind of old. I love it so far. I think they're going to be I like sibling it, rivalry and yeah. Um, my only nitpick. No, with, let's go. Go ahead. I don't mean the romance um, possibility. I just mean in general, their interaction could get kind of grating mm-hmm. after, after finishing, a while. Finishing sentences or something. My only nitpick is his accent comes and goes, and mm-hmm. Irish accents are one of my favorites, and he loses it here and there. Was it Irish or Scottish? It sounded more it's Irish, but Scottish. It's not Scottish. It's crap. Sure. It's not Scottish. 
Irish. So I, I believe know my you. Irish accent. No. Hey, baby. My God. Um, <laughs> it my was, favorite. I, oh, good. The serenity thing, though. I mean, it was. It felt like they were really counting on the fact that there were going to be a lot of Firefly Serenity fans counting because it sure seemed like like even Chooch, when we were watching it, Chooch said that when they first approached the vehicle, the, the plane or whatever mm-hmm. it was, the way it was cracked open, it looked like Firefly. The and way, it had uh, the ramps and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought the way that you immediately go into this area with like tables and stuff, it immediately reminded me of the dining room on um, on Serenity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, the interplay was so familiar. And not that I have any problems with that. Y'all know how much I love Firefly and Serenity. Um, and But then to have um, Ron Glass pop around the corner, it was just kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where's Mal? Where's Inara? So I hope, that, I hope that that was kind of like a kind of respectful thing and not a uh, we're going to pay a silent hidden homage to you know, these previous shows, these hits of his, whether it's Buffy or Angel or Firefly or anything. Well, I mean, you can definitely tell you've got the whole, you know, um, Coulson being analogous and, I mean, just at a, a certain level to Captain mm-hmm. Mal. And then you've got Mina Wayne being the, the fighter woman like uh, Zoe. Um, mm-hmm. Well, like, um, yes. It's his stock and trade is definitely the ensemble. And there's a little bit of a connection. He said in an interview that he approached the entire project like a particular episode of Buffy, the hmm. he called the Zeppo episode, which is where you track minor characters and bring them to the forefront as if they were the main characters and explore mm-hmm. them. And that's essentially what this whole thing is. You're taking these yeah. background characters and you're bringing them to the fore mm-hmm. and it's showing that they have lives and they have value. And, and Coulson even nods to that in the, in the dialogue saying nobody's a nobody. Right. He said yeah. that to, to Mike, to the, yeah. Or no, um, to the uh, sniper guy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I loved uh, my favorite scene was, you know, when he came in with the truth serum and and, <laughs> and then shot it into Ward's Ward's arm. Uh, Instead and, of Sky. Uh, was, yes, that was uh, that was brilliant. Sky was the one for anybody that hasn't seen it and is still listening for some reason. <laughs> Sky was the woman that they had hauled in for questioning and Her. Coulson decided in. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Colson decided instead of hitting her with the sodium pentothal type thing, um, that he would prove his trust and trustworthiness and stuff by hitting his peer, his his um his fellow shield mm-hmm. agent dude, and so left the two of them alone so that she would ask questions and the shield agent would answer, thereby building trust with her. And I think that was fucking brilliant. It was brilliant. And really I love their was. conversation and afterwards and like, you know, so did you get answers you wanted? Yeah, he told me this. He told me that. He doesn't really like your style, but I think I do. <laughs> and the whole, Gramsci? How <laughs> <laughs> did your grandmother feel that about you great. killing those people? Yeah. The, uh, what Christian alluded to, one of my favorites was, was when she's going, um, I forget her name again, but she's doing the skills assessment and says his people skills or no Colson saying and for your people skills. I, she drew a little poop with knives sticking, <laughs> with out. Knives sticking out of it. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> it was that a was porcupine. Oh, no, I, I really don't I'm think sure, so. I, I'm sure it's poop. <laughs> and I, I think love, my, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Well, I love the tech uh, when they go to the crime scene of the explosion and he releases the little robot probes. And each one has a different job, has a different sensor, and they're named after the seven dwarves. Seven that dwarves, was really yeah. that was really brilliant. And I like that it was bashful that found it because <laughs> it was it was information that was really hidden away as if it were super shy. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite scene was probably where um, the dude, it's at the very beginning where I think it's Ward is being told about this and, you know, Lieutenant or uh, Agent Coulson. And then he's, oh, but he's, I'm level six and he's dead. And so Coulson steps out and he's like, welcome to level seven. And it's, huh? He said, I read the report. Sorry. Right. Whatever. Sorry. Um, So anyways, though, just the, the, um, you know, oh, well, the corner was dark. I couldn't resist. I think a bulb is out. You know, it was like he did this really big kind of Tony Stark thing and then just was kind of like, <laughs> that was silly, wasn't it? It was really endearing. Mm-hmm. I like that's when it really set the tone for me that it was going to be okay. Coulson wasn't going to be this big crazy thing. Yeah. And it was brilliant at the end when uh, Mike is taking Sky through the train station and she's trying to figure out a way to get out and she sees these kind of tough hoodlum looking guys oh. and kicks one of the nuts and says, you're right. He is a little bitch. <laughs> I know. That was brilliant. <laughs> Very Lots cool. Of great lines. There was one plot hole nitpick kind of thing that, uh, the character of Mike Peterson, the whole thing is he's, they go from the outset. He's clearly worried about money. He's a single father. Right. He's got a son. He lost his job. You know, he he is freaking out about money and that is his entire motivation. Now through the plot, they they you know, they say this super serum thing is tweaking his brain and that's why he's going crazy, but that's something they say. His actions, all he cares about money, and all yeah. I could think is if you're gonna spend millions of dollars to create a super lab, you give him a stipend to live on. Yeah. yeah. Like, this whole problem yeah, could have been avoided. Yeah, that was a stupid plot hole. Yeah, I mean, he goes to the hospital, and you think it's to because the girl that he saved in the fire Mm -hmm. is, is, you know, beholden to him, and it turns out that it's the doctor that gave him the the centipede, the fancy Mm -hmm. bracelet. And you know, I'm just sitting there saying, why don't you give the guy a hundred bucks? (laughs) It was just stupid. Let him buy his kid a birthday present for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. That's minor, but I mean, that's a well, pretty weird plot hole. And I'm curious to see where where it goes with him, if it goes anywhere, if we see him again, because I didn't really find him very likable. I thought he was kind of a douchebag. Yeah. He, you know, this guy fires him. We all know it's the corporations and the presidents and the CEOs that set all this these rules in place, and he still beats him. And then, um, and then, um he was going to do harm to others as well. And it's just because he got pissed off and he, people weren't listening. Well, you know, you can't just get pissed off and hurt people. I don't, I, I'm that sorry that serum. you're exploding and shit. It, wasn't his huh? pro- it was the serum. It wasn't his fault. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. he was able to protect his son when he was needed. Yeah. And yet he, you know, was still a douchebag. So it down, seemed like, guy. is it like the Hulk where he can't control himself when he's angry? Cause you wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> I mean, are we supposed to grant him that immediate forgiveness? Because right. I'm, I'm still waiting for the part where I'm supposed to feel sorry for him, other than I feel sorry for his kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
No, I agree. I, I didn't. I thought they didn't play that as well as they could have. Um, the sympathetic side of right. You know, I thought that was a little overkill. The fact that he beat the guy almost to death. Um, and it seemed like they kept trying to. I mean, some of the lines. Maybe it was, you know, they're just trying to get across that the serum was making him a little crazy, but the idea that, you know, he was physically blaming this guy and it, it made it sound like he was the guy, the whatever his former manager mm-hmm. or whatever, was somehow tied to the whole, you know, thing on his right. arm, serum which thing, didn't yeah. really didn't really make any connection if there was something to do with that. No. Um, you know, and that weird feeling speech. That it, and I, unless I missed something, you know, did his wife, die or leave but you never really find you know yeah. was there an accident you know they, i don't saying he couldn't pull his weight right so what you know what was that all about? i don't think they explained it if they did i missed yeah. it too and then the, at the end when he's talking to colson and he's really just you know just yelling at him sort of blaming him as a representative of somebody, Who, you know, yeah the black the guy in the black suit you know yeah. but it was almost i mean he was like saying things in a way that made you, you know, made you yeah. feel like he, he was somehow responsible for the thing on his arm. Or yeah. Right. You said if I of, was a good guy and this yeah. And yeah. 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 Kept saying, He's crazy. Is he talking to? Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. What? Uh, what? It was like so. the crazy rantings. The government is out to get me and you people, you guys, you promised and hope and this, that and the other. And I think that I really think that it's, it's a good Good, a timely story because there are a lot of people that are pretty pissed off about where the fine, you know, financial situation and the job market and all that stuff has left them. Um, so that's well timed. But I, I totally agree. They didn't indicate any kind of a link. And um, another thing that occurred to me was it was like um, almost like when we have talked about uh, the Khaleesi on uh, Game of Thrones when we've talked about it in the past on other shows about how she's walking around the desert giving her moo card out her business card oh I'm Daenerys da, 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 da. she gives her whole this is me my resume now you know to bow down and give me all your gold but it, it with the way he was saying this could be an origin story you know it just it, he or you know maybe I'll be something he just seemed like in his own mind it was like the syndrome from the invent and mm. say it for me, baby. Invincibles. Incredibles. Invin- oh, Incredibles. Thank you. Word problem. Um, where, you know, he just decides he's going to be a good guy, but everybody makes him into a bad guy, but his personality would have made him a bad guy regardless of anything else. And so I just wonder if we're going to end up seeing that this Mike Peters is that the guy's name? The guy, the, so, the centipede it. guy, Mike something? Mike Peters, yes. Mike Peters, Peters um, that he is actually going to end up as a villain, maybe. Instead of him being a superhero, mm. he'll be like a Siler or like uh, what happened in the X-Men storylines where they're trying to make people stronger mm. and they inadvertently tr- show them how to be powerful villains. Yeah. So, because he does if not... They work to stabilize seem, the serum and then... Right. or something. I, don't I I have to feel we'll never hear from him again. Yeah. Um, I saw a little kind of behind the scenes where the actor is a former collaborator of Joss Whedon's. Oh, okay. So they have collaborated yeah, on other was, stuff. Yes, he was an angel. Played uh, one of the lawyers in the law firm and one of Angel's partners in his detective agency at one point. His, he, I think he may have been on Buffy first, at least as a guest before going over to that, but I could be wrong on that. I got the feeling we're not going to hear from him again. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing a, his IMDb business posted J, for the episode. J. August Richards is his name. Look him up. Um, you know, like we were saying before, they they you know set up some secrets and things. In addition to Coulson, they had you know Melinda May, Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. They you know she was a field agent. She has run away from that. I like I love the line about the you know. Is this where the red tape is is made? <laughs> the line about the moat. I mean, you should mm-hmm. have a moat in here. But uh, you know, there's obviously more to learn about that. Um, yeah. They have a couple lines about the Agent Ward, the the uh, character that uh, doesn't want to be there at least at first, and um, you know, they said something about his health and his family history and you know different things about uh about him so we'll see if uh uh what comes of, of that you know the centipede seems to be some sort of um hybrid or amalgamation of different things because they had they mentioned the extremis uh stuff which was in iron man 3 and then they mentioned that that call it the chitari thing that they found at the the explosion scene. Um, and, of course, they mentioned gamma radiation, which is always a good catch-all for Marvel, <laughs> right. Marvel characters. Fantastic. We'll find and out who's so. behind it. Yeah, and I was... Uh, I laughed at the scene where she, the uh, Fitz is, you know, picking at the thing, and she's like, ooh, gamma radiate or gamma, you know, and she's, like, catching it in a Petri dish. I'm like, don't you need to keep that away from people? <laughs> You would think. <laughs> but, yeah. They definitely <laughs> loaded a lot into that hour or how much of it is after, you know, credits and commercials are taken out. It's just almost like information overload because normally I watch things twice. Anything that has any kind of a complex plot for me to really track it the way my medication and stuff affects me. I typically watch it twice. So when I went to watch this one again, when Chooch said, oh, you know, I think I want to watch it again and, and just I feel like I missed stuff, then I know that there's a lot loaded into it if, you know, if he wants to see it twice. <laughs> and it just seems like almost every line or every shot when you were at the headquarters was just a launching off point for two or three episodes. It was just all so... There was eye candy, there was ear candy, there was just, it was very rich to the point where I think that you could watch it another dozen times and you'd still miss stuff because you don't know all of the lore or something. It was just amazingly done. I wonder with Joss Whedon's um, tendency to kill characters and do things <laughs> like that. No. I wonder if there was a, no, not, not that, I'm not going to say they're going to kill off these characters, but... I wonder if there was a script version where, you know, because he had the big thing at the end where Mike Peters gets shot and, mm-hmm. you know, for a second, you know, you think he might be have been killed. Mm-hmm. Colson even steps back and looks up top and I wonder if there was a script version where they're like, okay, we're going to make this, you know, a little, yeah. a little dark and have Ward actually kill him because he feels like he, you know, approached him too closely or something. Yeah. You know? Um, but only I'm if like, I have to. Yeah. No, that was really good, and I actually figured out option three. And I, it took me watching it the second time to realize, wait, he's not 
dead. I don't think he's got blue stuff now, and his eyes look. I think it's, you know what I mean. It, it was. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Well, you know, in the beginning, when we first meet Fitzsimmons, then he's got this space gun, and they're arguing about how can I right. put a paralysis in one millimeter of blah blah blah, and, yeah. and that was it was the, the callback, but it was it was wasn't was well hidden. Plus, they had yeah. a call of, of you know Coulson turning on them, saying you know. There's no way. No way is not in our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Or however, it's however on you. Course, and never yeah. tell me. So, yeah. You know that's. Uh, I thought that was all well done. And, yeah, and it was yeah, a so it was, was a bit of steel in him that we re- really hadn't seen yet. You know, he's been so gracious and funny and and quirky with everybody that that was kind of like, whoa, holy shit! I guess we know how he got to level seven or higher or whatever he is. <laughs> Though clearly he's not level eight, or uh. he doesn't know about himself. <laughs> yeah who's in that <laughs> level but um not the um yeah not the avengers shepherd book that was a great <laughs> shepherd show, book and i'm looking forward to next week and see see uh, again all of these pilots that we saw and uh, we've seen the second episode of sleepy hollow mm-hmm. um you know it's They've all had great starts, I think, and it's just a matter of are they going to keep keep the level of you know, of the shows as high as the pilots? Be, you know, once you get past the big money of the pilot and the, the star directors coming in and all that, you know, will will the rest of the episodes live up to the expectations that are set? And uh, this is a, I think. Agents of Shield probably has the best chance, and the other ones that I saw, yeah, you know, still have you know, good possibilities. But we'll have to see if uh, uh, how how they end up. But we'll be watching and talking about them, I'm sure. Um, so is there anything else, guys? Before we sign off, are there any other spoilers you guys wanted to get out of your system? That was it for me. <laughs> that was it for me. I'm spent. Oh Lord. <laughs> We talked about, oh, yeah, you can't give any spoilers for Gravity, PJ. I'll cut you off right at the <laughs> knees. Mm-hmm. I was just looking to see if there's any other spoilers, but I don't yeah. think we have anything else shared between. Were there any spoilers you wanted to smash about for Sleepy Hollow? No, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the the fact that I, I, li- I really like how they've done the... Um, the believability of what's going on and the mm-hmm. way that people are reacting in a natural way, as far as like, you know, the, the, um, the police captain or the guy that came in, uh, Orlando, I forget what it was Orlando Jones. Um, he has a level of believability as far as, you know, he's not shutting them down, but he's right. not just accepting it. You know, she's, yeah. Even she's not accepting it fully, even though she's had these things happen right. in her mm-hmm. past. And I think they've done that very well, as long as they, you know, keep that up. I love John Cho in the show. I think he's been. Dude, uh, the neck thing just freaked <laughs> me when he. I was just horrified. I was like, "Is that ew, gross? No." Yeah, I was like, "Not him." I I love him. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't can't look at that neck. Oh. And I'm totally, I know that it would have been awesome for believability and stuff, but the fact that they, that that witch didn't kill that little boy, 
probably saved me watching it. <laughs> she grabbed the ashes out. of the dad. Huh? Yep. They pussed out. Thank God. But the other thing I was going to say is that, uh, oh, the um, the detective that's running around with him, the girl, I can't remember her name, the eight detective, whatever. Mm-hmm. His his buddy, her, the the black chick. God, I can't remember. The lieutenant. The lieutenant. Lieutenant. Um, it's. I think it's believable in the fact that she has her like second thoughts and like questioning herself after everything is calmed down and the events are finished and it's kind of like the adrenaline is gone mm-hmm. and you're not running from this headless thing anymore and you go wait what the fuck wait was that re- <laughs> did that we dream that you know it just makes mm-hmm. I think it adds to the believability rather than every time something weird pops up she's just shocked and appalled and can't figure it out it's yeah when they, in when her they show, when they show her the video of the of what happened in the cell you know, right. It's like, boom, you know, uh, how do you believe you anything know, else? And, and she's going to sit there and say, that's not right. That's not what happened, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> we saw what she saw when it happened. Mm-hmm. Or we, yeah, we saw what happened before he and the two of them walked around the corner to actually see the dead body. Right. Um, so, but yeah. Lieutenant um, Abby, Mills. And, Abby Mills. Abby Mills. Left Nicole Bahari is the actress. Yep. Clancy Brown is awesome, like you said. He is. Yep. He is. I, I, I mean, he's never been a real big draw for me for anything, so I, for, I didn't even realize he was in it until I heard the, um, the, com- the disappointment that he was killed in the first episode. And I, I like the way that they're bringing him back, and I like that um, he'll that always be He'll always be my Kurgan. Yep. <laughs> What? Oh, yeah. Highlander. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's going back. Hello, ladies. I haven't seen that. We ought to watch that again, honey. I haven't seen that in ages. Anytime. Anytime. We'll have to watch that. Next time we all get together, we'll have to watch that. Okay. We'll watch all Um, of them. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I I, like you, Chooch, probably. I I loved... (laughs) Every single time they announced a new movie, a new movie, and then it sucked every time. I did too. Don't leave me out just because I have boobs. I loved that movie so. I mean, Queen did the soundtrack. On top of how awesome the movie is, Queen did the soundtrack. How could it's really? It's heaven. (laughs) It's just heaven. Yes, it's one of my favorite movies. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, once once they had the second movie and they brought Sean Connery back, even though he was dead, but. Grasping its straws. Going, going to go downhill from The there. director's cut did improve it a little bit, but... Not so much. <laughs> didn't completely well, we can, redeem it. We can it. go on for hours about Highlander. So we, need to, stuff. We, need we need to change and, and, and sign off for the evening. Yes. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Apparently, YouTube had, a, had an outage, and, and people that were watching live... I know Tim Dodge hung out, so... We'll have to have Tim on sometime since he always makes it to our shows. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll make that happen. And um, and he's a creator. Yeah, we've got I've got the first four episodes in audio out. I should have a couple more out this weekend. Catch up on that. And uh, again, Sunday, if you're watching this between now and Sunday, uh, we'll have a show on the top ten video games of this generation with Christiana. Hopefully she will feel better by then. Mm. And Justin McCumber of 
the Dead Robots Society and author. Um, and he does a couple other podcasts. He actually does the, uh, I'll, I'll throw the, a bone his way again. He does, there's an app called TV Talk. Mm, that's uh, right. That you can get on um, iPhone and for Android. And um, they have different uh, people talking about different shows just like we are, except they spend 20 to 30 minutes just talking about each episode of whatever the show is that you're interested in. About two hours. Um, Instead of two hours. We talk about uh, a variety of subjects. <laughs> oh, we talk about each episode of of uh, Game of Thrones for mm, two hours. Two hours. <laughs> Twice um, as long as the episode. <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> but um, Justin and uh, his partner over at uh, Hollywood Outsider, one of the other hosts there, they do the TV talk for Sleepy Hollow. So if mm. you're interested in Sleepy Hollow, I would recommend they... they they have done a really good job talking about you know the, uh, uh, production as far as you know the people involved, which I mentioned last time, and uh, just you know, they've gone into very much very great detail on each episode, even in the short amount of time that they've they've talked, and uh, recommend that. So uh, that's that plug for them. And again, October third will be the first episode uh, of Tintin Forever, uh, which I. I got a lot of video editing to do, so <laughs> we'll, we'll make that. At least happen. it's a topic you love. Yes. Um, so thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you next Wednesday on SpectreMedia.com presents Consumption. Bye, everybody. Feel better, Christiana. Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial share alike, 3.0 unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. 